The Medicare program's yearly tab for lab tests amounts to real money, more than $7 billion. But it doesn't always get the best deals, and changes to the program could make it worse. For more, we turn to James Cosgrove, Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Mr. Cosgrove, good to have you on. Good morning. Thank you for having me. This tab of $7 billion is something that goes up and down each year. Just give us the background on how Medicare calculates what it ought to pay for lab tests and why it pays more than private industry for the same set of tests. Well, the approach that Medicare has taken really hasn't changed until recently. It hasn't changed in about three decades. You know, it was based on costs that were measured in the mid-1980s and then essentially adjusted, you know, for inflation. You know, but over that time, there's been changes in technology, certainly, and, and, the, and, and uh, you know, efficiencies have occurred in how lab tests are done. Uh, and so there's been widespread agreement that uh, lab tests are, are not as expensive as what Medicare was paying and that the private sector is paying a lot less than what Medicare has been paying. And so in 2014, Congress passed a law that, that directed Medicare to adopt an approach that mirrored private sector payment rates. And that's what it, it uh, uh, mandated that Medicare adopt an approach uh, that would go out and, and measure what private sector uh, payers were paying and implement those payment rates. And what has happened in the four intervening years? It's been a journey. Uh, the new payment rates went into effect in 2018 uh, the new law also required GAO to study the implementation of it, and we came to uh, a couple of different findings. Uh, and, and our findings, you know, suggested uh, two things. You know, one is that CMS, the agency that is responsible for uh, implementing the new rates and overseeing Medicare, you know, may not have collected all of the data that it needed to collect. And so that could have uh, an impact on the accuracy of the, of the payment rates. But the, the more potentially concerning findings were about the impact on the spending. Instead of going down as expected, it may go up. And how does that happen? Two reasons. One is that what the law said is that the new rate should be phased in over time. If the private sector rates are less than what Medicare is paying, then you're going to lower the Medicare rates by at most 10% a year each year, uh, you know, for the first three years, kind of until you catch up. And what was the rationale for that, simply because Medicare pays such a large volume of it that Congress wanted to avoid some sort of an adverse economic impact on that industry? Well, that's right. You don't want to disrupt the market. You do want to have some stability stability in the market. What happened, though, was instead of applying the discount to the actual payment rate, Medicare applied the discount to what's called the national limitation amount, which in many cases was higher than what Medicare was normally paying. So you can almost think of it as a list price, an artificially high price. So the discount was applied to a price that wasn't being paid, and therefore the resulting price actually turned out to be higher than what was being paid in the first place. That was one reason. And over the course of three years, 2018, 2019, 2020, we estimate that this could cost the government something like $700 million. Yeah, so that's, uh, again, real money. We're speaking with James Cosgrove, Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And you found that, and I'm quoting from the summary here, collecting incomplete data could have a larger effect on the accuracy of Medicare payments 
sounds like they have a management problem of simply collecting the data they need to figure out how this all works. The, the collection of the data, I think that they do have a plan going forward. They are taking steps to, you know, make sure that labs are reporting data. They're trying to make it easier for labs to report the data. And so I think going forward is going to be something that they are taking a hard look at. The, the other large problem has to do with, with panel tests, however, and, and that could turn out to be a very expensive proposition indeed. A panel test is when you send in blood and they do 50 different things on that blood. Exactly right. Um, you know, so these are, these are tests that are your component tests that are often performed together, and each test has a price associated with it. You know, but when they're performed together, you know, there are economies uh, certainly associated with doing all the tests together. So we have an example in our report. You know, so each of these component tests individually, if you pay for them individually, are about 4 or 5 or $6. The whole, if you do all 14 tests, Together, up until 2018, Medicare would have paid something like $13 for all of the tests. But if you pay for each test individually, it turns out to be $82. And what Medicare said was that their interpretation of the new law was that they, were, they weren't sure that they had the authority to bundle these tests together into a panel anymore. And therefore, starting in 2018, they were going to pay for these tests individually, not recognizing the efficiency of doing them as a panel. Yeah, and so what, do, well, how do the, who decides whether they have that authority under the law? Well, when we were doing our work, they were looking into it. They were not sure. Their guidance to the, the contractors who processed the claim uh, was essentially that if the claim is submitted so that each test is, each of the component tests is submitted individually, they're going to pay the, the individual amount. Our concern was is that if laboratories submitted claims that way over the course of three years, that could increase spending by a little over $10 billion over three years. Exponential increase almost in what it would cost for these types of panel tests. So I guess the bottom line is with authority to lower prices at a steady rate based on market prices, somehow CMS decided that uh, in their interpretation of the law or their worry about whether they would, I guess, be taken to court if they interpret it in a way that industry disagreed with, they ended up potentially sending prices through the roof, sending payments through the roof. Well, by the conclusion of our report, um, when we sent them the draft of the report, as we always do, they had determined that they do now have the authority to, to bundle these tests together. And so in starting in November, they've issued instruction to, to laboratories that these component tests should be bundled together and what they've told us is that if they're not bundled together, then they will put into place uh, computerized edits uh, that will automatically bundle the component tests together. And so instead of paying the $82, they'll only pay them the $13. And they hope to have that into place by summer of 2019. So fingers crossed that this is something that will be addressed. Now, are panel tests generally just associated with blood tests, or are there other types of technologies or different parts of the body, I guess, that also have panels associated with them? I believe that many of them are blood tests. Any more recommendations for CMS? We made three recommendations. The, the first one is to make sure it collects complete 
data, and if it doesn't, to take steps to minimize any adverse consequences. The second is to, instead of taking the discount off of the, the national limitation amount, to take the discount off of what was actually being paid, so to avoid the $733 million bump. And the third was to make sure that you, you bundle the component tests into the panel. And they agreed with those recommendations? They agree with the first recommendation. The second recommendation, the one about the national limitation amount, they actually didn't really respond. What they said is that that had to go through notice and and comment rulemaking. Okay. And the third one? Well, the third one, they said that they were taking steps that would actually address the the majority of it. So we're in a a wait-and-see period for that to see that they do. James Cosgrove is Director of Healthcare Issues at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post a link to his report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Looking for holiday gifts for less? Come to Ross and say yeah to making your dollar stretch on name brand toys, clothes, and gifts. Get the gift of savings this holiday from Ross. Yes for less. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.